Greetings, comrades. Welcome to episode 12 of Dying Scene Radio. With me, as always, is mi amigo Bob. Dice hola, Bob. Hola, como estas? We're here to bring you all of the noteworthy scene news from the last couple weeks that you were probably a little too lazy to read. Uh, we're also going to be playing some hot new music from emerging artists that you were probably too lazy to, to discover. Uh, all of that delivered directly to your ears from my velvety smooth pipes and Bob's prepubescent whiny pipes. Say it, Bob. No. See? He's a little whiny, right, guys? No. Uh, our opening song for this episode was from Swiss Melodic Punk's Shadows of Defeat. That was the debut single, Headwind, from the forthcoming EP, Too Little, Too Late. Look for that to hit shelves uh, middle of December, uh, but you can always pre-order over at Bandcamp, so uh, do that. The album art looks really uh, uh, suspiciously like a cover from the Shell Corporation. Did you see the cover of that one, Bob? No, I didn't. Um, yeah, I think it might be the same artist. Uh, very distinct style. Um, pretty cool. Uh, I think melodic hardcore is really the way to go as far as uh, episode intros. What do you think, Babo? Um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with anything. I feel like you <laughs> usually okay pick really it. good intros. So I try. I try to get, get the listeners hooked right at the start of things. So Shadows of Defeat was a good ridden song. I wonder if there is uh, anything... Look at you with the knowledge. Your yeah. brain works a lot better than mine does, Bob. Sometimes it does. Um, I'd say yeah. 90% of the time. You, you, you're very good at retaining, uh, retaining knowledge. I just look stuff up because I have to. <laughs> what have you been up to, man? Other than looking stuff up, what else have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in a little bit. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. Um, dude, busy with life as always i just got back from uh new york i was there for about 10 days 10, i don't know how long longer than that uh out there for thanksgiving the holidays it was good stuff i'm with my sister my fam nieces nephew all that good stuff um didn't go to any shows out there but i went to a rangers game uh rangers played uh who did they play the florida panthers and they lost oh wow all right well that's good you say so you got to go to a game at the garden that was good. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, but it was a fantastic game. Dude, tickets were so expensive. I looked for games on Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and the nosebleed section was seven hundred and fifty oh, fucking dollars for tickets. Fuck that. No because way. New York is filled with however many millions of people stacked on top of each other within two <laughs> miles of the stadium, and so everyone's home for the holidays, and they're like, "Jack that shit up." What else is there to do? Oh my god. So we went uh, the week before, the Saturday before, but um, it was a great game. Um, Gosh, before that, shows, shows, shows. Uh, I was playing tons of shows. It's finally slowed down, and I've got, I think, the rest of the year off. Maybe I've got one next week. I don't know. Any rate, not so many anymore. And then before that uh, was, um, you know, Surf City Blitz. Surf City Blitz. Yeah. Where, uh, where you snagged an interview. Snagged an you? interview, snagged some photos, snagged some food from uh, the <laughs> uh, backstage uh, catering. Did you? Did you boost some food? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Were you, absolutely. Did you have your, your credentials on? Do they at least know who you were with? Um, I I don't think I did. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I had my credentials on. Uh, I oh, think I great. hit it when I went into the, the catering area. Um, <laughs> dude, they had a... Uh, this huge steel tower that they built. Um, when I say huge, I'm talking like maybe 12 feet tall. So not like, you know, a big tower, but, um, mm. they built a fire under it and hung, uh, hung 
pigs and fish from it and cooked them for hours. And okay. then you could go get these, uh, like, tacos that had, I think the guys were um, pulling off, like, wontons and then frying them on a stone in the fire. And then they'd pick them up, up once they were cooked and they'd shove... Uh, some tongs into the <laughs> dead cooked pig and just rip its so, flesh out right there and throw it in the taco. Incredible. It was amazing. They would top it with chimchurri sauce. Like, and I'm like, dude, where are you guys from? Where can I find your food? And they're from fucking New Jersey and they mm. got flown out just for surf city blitz. But they said they get flown out all the time for different festivals. Ah, all right. Well, if we ever throw our own festival, we'll have to see about getting them out. Yeah, it was it was insane. But then they had good catering inside. I snagged all of that stuff. Way Um, to go! It was amazing. Free Uh, food is always good, especially at a fucking concert where they're going to charge you fifteen bucks for a shitty slice of pizza that you got to stand in line for. Actually, though, second day I got uh, some noodles that weren't bad. Couldn't complain about those. I was happy with them. So, so we're talking more about the food. Who played the festival? <laughs> <laughs> this, I think you've got the wrong idea of what the show is supposed to be, Bob. Gotcha. Um, so <laughs> the food was good. I give it a five out of five. <laughs> um, the bands that played day one Saturday was, uh, let's see, uh, Voodoo Glow Skulls. <laughs> Voodoo Glow Skulls. Uh, we got there right in time for them. Mad Caddies, which I got to snag an interview with. And, we'll uh, hear from them later in the episode. Fucking awesome, guys. Uh, TSOL, um, which I got to watch. Wow. Fear, who I got yeah. to see, which was really fucking exciting. Oh my God, yeah. man. They are, uh, they're something else. They really are. Uh, his pipes are, are just as great as they were 30 years ago. Um, I fucking missed a bunch of suicidal tendencies. I got to see like two songs maybe because I was uh, doing my interview with the Mad Caddies and I wanted to see suicidal tendencies so fucking bad. Well, um, you should be, I mean, you'll get, you'll get opportunity I will, right there in the neighborhood. It was, they sounded so good, the two songs that I heard. Yeah, um, yeah. I missed, they still put on a great show. Yeah, I missed the songs that I uh, really wanted to see, but it was it was still awesome. Uh, and then Pennywise played that night, and then uh, The Offspring played, and Pennywise was awesome. Pennywise um, are. Yeah, when Pennywise was playing, uh, the Vandals came out and fucking played a song in the middle of their set. That's right, that's right. You told me about that, you fucker. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, that was like... A treat out of nowhere, completely unexpected. Yeah, that's um, badass. I love the Vandals, man. Yeah, they were, honestly, they were really fantastic. I, I was not excited to see Pennywise at all. I've seen them already. I saw them in like yeah. 2002, 2003 yeah. in their prime with yeah. Rancid at uh, Warp Tour, the biggest circle pit ever. And I'm like, you know what? Pennywise is just, every record is the same, this and that. I saw them live and I was just like, I'm fucking back into Pennywise. <laughs> I yeah. listened to them for like a week and a half straight after that because they put on, they were, I honestly think they were the best band that played. Bad Religion is solid as always. Always. Um, but I've seen Bad Religion a ton. Uh, Pennywise yeah. blew me away that night and I fell in yeah. love with them all over again. I mean, they're fun. Dude, they're really fun. They're really good. They're really solid. Um, the music's great. Uh, and uh, you know what's fun is uh, um, Fletcher got a little political in the middle of his set, but mm. he was just kind of like, fuck both sides. You know, we got to stand together and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, put our differences aside and make this shit work. So it was a good political message. Um, it wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't the rant I was expecting. Um, that day also, I, I mean, they had uh, 
uh, dirt racing for motorcycles on the beach both yeah, days. Yeah, I heard about that. How'd was, that go? It was fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> so we went and watched uh, the motorcycles race for uh, probably an hour or something um, between both days, maybe even more than that. And it was this tiny little circle track. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have been more than half of the size of a football field. It wasn't as big as a uh, baseball field at all. It was just this tiny little... Um, uh, you know, zero shaped ring, um, right. oval or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Oval and is probably the appropriate term. Dude, they, they had 20 motorcycles racing. They were just like fucking ass to nose the whole time and knocking wow. into each other and crashing and like, is it one of those where like the back wheel is kicked out the whole time and oh, they're just yeah. like drifting? Oh yeah. yeah. It, it's like they weren't getting, you know, out of second gear. They would, you know, yeah. first in the corners, pop it into second and just have to slow right down again. That's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, I had a blast watching it. I don't think I'd ever seen anything like that. I've seen like drag races and car races and, and dirt bike races, like, you know, motocross on tracks and freestyle, this little tiny circular race where everyone's fucking <laughs> crashing and like pinning it. It was really exciting. That's Cool um, as hell. It was it was an awesome two things to put together. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wasn't, and it was you know a lot of people building their own bikes and um, scrapping things together, and there were electric bikes and shit. So I I fucking had a great time. This was honestly one of the the uh, best festivals that I've been to. It was really relaxed. It was on the beach. Um, people were um, you know bringing in blankets and um and uh i don't know if they were letting people bring coolers in but i saw people with fucking coolers full of beer and like they just weren't checking for anything yeah it that's was pretty cool Good. it was great it was how it should be you know and, and did the world end what was that <laughs> i said and did the world end no and they still made plenty of fucking money too even though they were letting it happen or maybe mm. they just they weren't letting it happen but you know they fucked up but like you know you could bring all your shit in and people were still buying booze and food yeah. and this and that and and the world didn't end and so Good. it's like it's what it should be it was so chill everybody was you know uh fucking chilling on their blankets laying watching the bands and up front everybody was moshing and stuff and um really great day two uh damn caught, that was just day one holy that, shit that was just day one day two we caught the Rex, um the interrupters who always fun they were right up there next to pennywise um i know yeah. i've seen them probably two times before um but man they just keep getting better and better and better the interrupters yeah. were fucking fantastic they play here in denver right around my birthday i'm trying to get some tickets nice. jay jay if you're listening don't forget about me <laughs> um they were great they played a uh, sound system from operation ivy which uh you can as you'd imagine it pleased my ears oh, yeah. um, i think i was wearing my operation ivy shirt like bouncing around of with course. a big smile on my face um Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Uh, they were pretty cool. The music wasn't for me, but the guys were badass. I mean, that guy must have smoked, uh, the lead singer must have smoked like 20 cigarettes on stage. Oh, Less than that. But like, dude, he would light him, take a few hits and just fucking drop it and keep playing and put it out and light another one. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Bad Religion, like I said, they were solid. Um, Rancid. Uh, their sound was a bit off for some reason. You couldn't really hear Matt's bass too much. Um, I don't know what was up with that. They played great. I, I like. Mm. I was enjoying it. This the sound quality was off for whatever reason, and then social distortion. Well, it so. happens, especially in a place like that where it's just open air. It's kind of hard to get the. But sound uh, everybody else sounded good. I don't know. Maybe it's where I was standing, dude. It was Sunday night, mm. and I was fucking had been drinking for two days straight, <laughs> three days, I think, actually. 
uh, and right. I was tired and I was in the back and listening you know. to motorcycle engines rev around. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but all in all, seriously, uh, one of the best music festivals that I've been to, I was really pleased. It was, you know, super, super laid back, super chill. Um, great music. Um, motorcycle races were awesome and good food. So well, anyways, good. that is what I was up to yeah i was gonna say that makes up for not going to many shows when you go to a festival like that you can get by with just going to like one a month absolutely absolutely so i didn't i, I didn't have that luxury unfortunately <laughs> I, have, I actually had to go to at least like one a week well i mean um, the, the thing is is like i've been playing so many shows so i i yeah. actually think that week um That's true. i uh or within those two weeks it was like i was i think i had a show friday night went to those two shows saturday had a show the next monday so i was at shows four days straight had tuesday off then played like wednesday thursday friday sunday <laughs> so um i think i had two days off over the course of 10 days of just my shows these shows fucking work on top of that so i keep busy dude hustle boy hustle and then in between you know mixing this shit and getting it together and getting it out hustle boy so anyways what did you do what have you been up holy to holy shit yeah we're like 20 minutes in way to go <laughs> Um, no, I've, I've just been going at, I love the, the local shows here. Uh, probably been a three or four, um, really good show at the marquee theater. Actually a couple of them at the marquee theater. Um, the flatliners. Ever since I pulled over, I've been looking for you in the strangest places with desperation painted on the Flatliners came to town Ooh, nice. uh, and played with two of uh, my local favorites, Poor Me, and came and took it. Uh, and then I got to, this was like more of a personal show. I took Mrs. Anarcho-Punk with me um, uh, for uh, Amigo the Devil. If you haven't heard Amigo the Devil, check, uh, check them out. Uh, not really punk. It's kind of on the fringes, but really, really good songwriting. Uh, they um, on the fringes played between with Harley Poe. On the fringes uh, of punk between punk and what? Uh, it's like folk, kind of. Okay. Um, uh, they play with Harley Poe, who's another kind of folk punk band. Yeah. Uh, and then some local bands, uh, Lost Walks, Hangman's Hymnal, and Crow Cavalier, which really blew me away. They were fun. Uh, so check them out as well. And then um, the Saturday of Thanksgiving, we had uh, the first annual Skanksgiving here in Denver. Was that a ska uh, show, I would imagine? Uh, well, it had some. It wasn't all ska. There's not. Uh, well, I mean, there's a fair amount of ska bands here, but I mean, booking them all on the same bill would be kind of hard. But yeah, there was a couple, um, and it was put on by um, a local um, punk rock group here called uh, Colorado Punk Rock Army. Uh, actually, started taking some pictures for them too because if I'm there, I may as well take a few extra pictures and help somebody else out, right? That's true. Might as well. Um, but yeah, I think there's five or six bands, a lot of local bands, um, all local bands, really. Uh, the Unaccepted, The Lurchers, uh, Last Real Hero, which is like a, like a classic like two-tone ska band. They were fun. Nice. Uh, people Corrupting People, who of course awesome. we've talked to here on the show, they're ska. Um, and The Dead End, who's, uh, uh, they're punk, but they also have like the big upright bass, the doom, doom, doom that one so uh that was a pretty cool show and it's something to do on a long weekend you know by by saturday you're kind of ready to get out of the house uh, i was off thursday and friday so gotcha yeah i laid low ate a lot of food and then by saturday i was ready to get out so we went out to a show and supported local music and it was for a good cause it was for a children's charity so um so it was fun nice drank some beers nice. hung out with the bands awesome 
I know you're friends with like all the bands out there, so. Yeah, yeah, it's a really tight knit scene. Actually, I met another kid, um, uh, Derek, who played for one of the bands at Skinks, giving uh, the Unaccepted, uh, and he's a fan of the show. He leaned over, he said, "Hey, are you anarcho punk?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Oh man, I love the podcast." I was like, "Nice, Bob's so, better." Yeah, he got a fan. We, he's he's the one. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but we don't Shout have a lot Derek. of fans. Actually, somebody on our podcast page, I was just going through the other day, just looking, and there's one comment out of all of, our, <laughs> out of all the episodes on our podcast page. There's one comment on the, um, the, the show where we talked to um, Goldfinger. Uh-huh. And uh, it, the comment just says, Goldfinger. Yep, it's a dying scene. All right. And I was like, oh, shit. That's like a double diss. <laughs> uh, so thank you, listener, for at least listening to the one episode with the band that you don't like. That's Way funny. to be open-minded. So wait, what, uh, what band is Derek in? Let's give him another shout out. Uh, the Unaccepted. And, the um, Unaccepted. Uh, he's in another band, too, and I've seen him before, and I can't remember the name right now, but I'll make up for it. I'll play a song by him. And That's what I was going to say. Fucking Derek, hit us up. We'll play, we'll play your bands. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... That's about it. I think we're all caught up. Let's move the shit along. Move I want to hear some fucking music. Move it along, people. We're like 15 minutes in. We haven't listened to any music yet. <laughs> Let's start off uh, like we always do with Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode from Orlando, Florida, the flaccid penis of America. Florida? But that's America's way. This is Radio 89 with Be Me.
from the four-track EP Revolution Red. That was Radio 89 with Be Me. Uh, that album was released a few weeks back, and uh, Dave sent it in for his solid gold lock in the episode. He hasn't really missed on it either. Uh, he said something about the good uh, intro songs. Boss Man Dave's been uh, hitting home runs since the beginning of the show. So well he, done, Dave. He keeps up. Yeah, he does. He's always for an got old guy. Something. Something Actually, I think he's younger than me, but is he? I think so. Wow. Yeah, getting old. Yeah. Um, let's not talk about that. I don't like that. You know what I do <laughs> like? I like this next song. It's called "Wherever That Is" by Panhandler. Spin it, Bob. <laughs>
That was one of two singles released uh, in advance of the LP, uh, which is also entitled Wherever That Is, by Panhandler. Uh, that releases, or did release, depending on when this airs, uh, December 8th via Whisk and Key Records, uh, Swedish Punks. Really cool sound. I like those guys a lot. I've been listening to the uh, the two singles that I have at my disposal. Um, so if they hear this, they can send it to me if it's before December 8th. Otherwise, I'll buy it like the rest of the schmucks out there. <laughs> uh, coolest thing about this band, one of the guitarists' name, Shifty Newton. Oh, nice. If you could choose a cool uh, band name, if you were like a guitar and lead singer and you were playing like cool music, what would be your, uh, your stage name? Hmm. Hmm. Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb. <laughs> would you spell it like B-A-U-M? Bomb. Like Bomb? Because I'm the bomb.com. You would just spell it just straight out, straight out B-O-M-B. Yeah. I think B-A-U-M is cooler. I need to do a play on Bob. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you don't have to. But I could. You could. Um, all right. Next up, UK ska punks Millie Manders and the Shut Ups. This one's Lollipops. <laughs>
That was Lollipops from Millie Manders and the Shut Ups. Uh, that's uh, straight across the ocean from us there in the UK. The song was from the EP Shut Up, which was released back in September. Uh, love the horns on that one. It's really what hooked me more than anything. Obviously, like the lyrics are cool because they're anti-establishment and everything. Yeah. But the horns were really tight, really tight. Horns are always good, in my opinion. Some people fucking hate them, and I don't understand what people got against horns. I don't know. Yeah. I, I am a fan of more horns. I wish I could and play the horn. Any horn. How about a skin flute? Wah, wah, wah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I always make a joke with uh, my buddy Cody, uh, who's in the Hemp Studies. Um, he plays the sax. And I'm always like, why isn't there more saxophone in, in punk? Yeah. I mean, they're a ska band, but... They probably all got beat up from the <laughs> They might. They might. Um, but yeah, Millie Manders and the Shut Ups. Uh, I like the lead singer, too. She sounds a, a lot like Stacey D to me, like if Stacey D played in a, in a ska band. Uh, it's, I don't, she doesn't actually have to do it for me to envision it now. So, <laughs> Moving on. This one is from the Dutch Punks, Eye Against Eye. It's called Hey... This is Jack from Shibby Pictures, and you're listening to Dying Scene Radio. Back after a 13-year hiatus, that was Eye Against Eye with the uh, debut single, Hey. Uh, that's from their newest album, Small Waves. I don't know, Bob, were you ever a fan of Eye Against Eye? Yeah, I was like, it's been 13 fucking years. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem that long, but then if you actually like think about it for a minute, you're like, yeah, actually, that well, sounds I about right. I think I discovered them probably like six or seven years ago, so maybe that's why it doesn't feel like it's been that long. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Also, we're just getting fucking old. Well, that too. Um, Small Waves was released a few months ago via uh, Roloff and the gang over at White Russian Records. Uh, one of my favorite uh, European labels. I love those guys. Really nice guys. Um, we've really done like a, a, a international show here. Uh, Eye Against Eye is from the Netherlands. Melee Manders was from uh, the UK. Panhandler before that was uh, Sweden. Dude, we are always international. 
We are. Yeah. I don't know what you're we talking are. about. We should start serving pancakes. <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> I am the worst. You know what it's time for, Bob? What time is it? It's time for the news. Do the news. I want to bring that back. Hmm. It was just you echoing saying that. Well, I'll, but I'll, I'll we find went, a clip of it. We went to all the trouble of recording the song. We'll do both. We'll do both. That will, that will kick off the, the theme song <laughs> for the news. All right. Okay. You heard it, listeners. Bob made the decision for you. You're going to hear them both. Do, do the news. Let's start uh, with news from the Great White North. Bob, we were talking about them before the show. Uh, Mobina Galore. Mobina Galore is recording a new album. I love those gals. Were we they talking a, about them before the show? Yeah. What were we saying? Um... I think you said something about it. Oh, maybe you were just remarking on the fact that we had a story from them. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't I'm having remember. imaginary conversations. Hmm. Anyways, uh, that's the uh, two-piece hardcore. Are they hardcore? What do you consider them? They're not hardcore. Let's call them hardcore. Who okay. Cares? Okay. Um, they. Yeah. They're the the two chicks, right? They make the drummer, a ton player. of noise for just being two of them. Yeah, um, they did uh, punk, uh, punk rock bowling last year. Yep, punk rock bowling a couple of years ago. Yeah, and I, I missed some of their performance because of the lines. Are they made getting me angry. big or what? I saw Mobina Glower shirt at uh, um, the Surf City Blitz, and I was like, huh, I wonder if they know them or if Mobina Glower is just getting up there. They're getting up there. Yeah. They're getting up there. Yeah, I really want to see them. I, I missed them in L.A. Uh, couple years ago i forget what i was doing but uh hopefully they start touring again yeah uh, that would be nice i'm sure if they're putting out a new album they'll hit the road come to denver ladies please i would love to take pictures of you in a non-creepy way <laughs> you always kind of have to preface it like that <laughs> does it make it more creepy when i say in a non-creepy way it does it absolutely does uh speaking because of it tells punk me rock bowling what that it could be creepy it could be uh speaking of punk rock bowling the multi-day festival has announced the 2019 lineup uh and it's had mixed reviews so far uh, this i do know that we were talking a little bit about um prior but so the lineup is uh rancid descendants the specials the hives refused flag the stranglers vandals which we uh both love fear which you just gave a glowing endorsement for uh undertones fucked up adolescents street dogs casualties teenage bottle rockets so on so on so on there's Drug a whole bunch church. more uh you um, said descendants did you say adolescents uh, yeah, of okay. course. Uh, and we actually have two two friends of the show um, that are playing. Uh, our friends in Total Massacre from there uh, in Van Nuys, they're playing. Nice. And uh, Turbulent Hearts, who uh, awesome. are also, I believe they're from up in the valley somewhere, they're playing also. Awesome. So if you, uh, if you are going 
uh, May 24th through 27th. Make sure you get there early enough to check out some of the, the, the smaller acts or the lesser known acts because we've got friends there and they're pretty cool people and they got uh, really good music. The band uh, Shame that I've been into lately, I don't think we've mentioned them or played them on here uh, lately or uh, at all, um, but I think they're going to be one of my uh, album of the years. Uh, they're from London and they're playing. I'm excited about that because I fucking missed them um, when they were out here just last month. So... I, yeah, I wish I. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to punk rock bowling again. Yeah, well, I mean, it's obviously a little bit more difficult for me now. But I mean, this is probably. I'm, I'm not super stoked on the lineup. Obviously, there's a lot of good bands there, and I like. I would like to see my friends on a bigger stage like that. Um, but it's like I said earlier, it's got mixed reviews. Um, but really, uh, the thing that I think is best about punk rock bowling the whole weekend of it is you have the club shows and yeah. a lot of times the club shows end up being a little bit better than the actual yeah. festival so yeah. I'm, I'm reserving judgment on the overall thing until i see the club shows um yeah i don't know i well hopefully i can make it out every fucking year so it's on memorial weekend as it is every year and every year someone has to get fucking married on memorial weekend and i gotta goddamn go to it <laughs> ah, fucked you up. Have um, to. I'm excited about them playing the bill. I want to go see them. They just came out with a new album this year. Did you peep it? Did you check it out? No. You didn't check out Fucked Up's new album? I mean, I listened to uh, some of the tracks, but I, I don't think I've listened to the whole thing yet. I don't think I've listened to the whole uh, Interrupters album yet. What? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm telling you. Fucked Up album's pretty good. You got to give it a listen. They usually are. I mean, it's on my to-do list. I know I'm running out of time here. <laughs> We're literally a month away from albums yes. of the year list having yes. to hit. So, yes. Uh, but, I mean, sometimes you get those ones early on in the year, and you end up just locking into them. And that's the case for a few of them, but I do need well, to squeeze a few more. that's why the Decembers always get neglected, and that's why... I, shut up, dude. You've made your point. we got to push it to Fed. You've made your point. Yeah. Uh, next up, Brendan Kelly. It gets lonely as the night down at the liquor store beneath the neon sky. Brendan Kelly has announced a solo tour. Uh, the Lawrence Arms frontman has uh, hit the road. Uh, by the time you hear this, of course, it's starting in December, uh, December 1 there in his hometown of Chicago. Um, so that runs uh, pretty much through middle of January. There's a couple of key stops in larger cities like Philadelphia, Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, San Diego. And he's going to be here uh, uh, on the 28th of December. And I believe uh, there's going to be somebody else here uh, around that time, Bob, right? I'm going to be there. So Bob will be here in Denver. So I think we're going to go see Mr. Kelly. Uh, the, they're actually playing at uh, Streets of London, which is, we could probably walk there. My wife says it's walkable. I think a mile and a half is absurd to walk. So, uh, <laughs> But she, apparently she thinks it's doable. It's a mile and a half? About that. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, I don't think you can drive there, but, uh, and right across the street from it is Voodoo Donuts, and they've got incredible fucking donuts when you're drunk and stumbling out of the venue. Okay, I don't know if I realized uh, that there was a Voodoo Donuts out there, but... Sounds, there is. Sounds good to me. Trust me, there is. Sounds good to me. Um, all right, so uh, a few episodes ago, we actually teased this next story. Uh, legendary Swedish skate punks, Millencolin. Tell us where you're from, what you want to become, and we'll say if you're okay. What did you go to school? What answer are you 
Millen Colin have announced a new album, which uh, they teased it, so then we teased it. I'm not saying like we teased that we knew there was a new album. You're a um, tease. They posted an ambiguous thing on Facebook or whatever, so of course we reported it because we're weird like that. Yeah. Um, so they have actually ended all ambiguity about it. So uh, that uh, album, which is going to be their ninth studio album, uh, is going to be entitled SOS. That's out via Ep Epitaph in uh, February. So 2019 is already looking pretty good so far. Yeah. Uh, it's been four years since their last full length. That was True Brew back in 2015. Uh, and uh, if you want to hear what the rest of the album might sound like, uh, they put up a video for the title track, S.O.S. Uh, and of course, we have that over at DyingScene.com. So if you want to go check that out, hit the search bar, type in Millencolin. I know it's kind of hard to remember how to spell it. I still misspell it every time. Can you spell Millencolin correctly, Bob? Uh, well, they don't spell it like it's supposed to be spelled, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Oh, is that right? I so know. they're the ones in the wrong, right? Yeah, they, they spell it uh, odd. Um, I love Millencolin. I grew up with them, and skate punk was kind of my thing when I was a little bit younger. Oh, um, yeah. Dude, Fox, that was a great song. Penguins um, and Polar Bears. Um, the their, whole life on a plate. That was the first one I bought. I think it might be their first album or one of their very first. Uh, That's my favorite. So, um, like every other punk band, uh, Millen Colin did a uh, a brew, a beer collaboration, uh, uh, and it is called True Brew, and it's got a polar bear on it. Of course, it does. Yeah, very clever. I know. I wish there I are a lot of it. bands doing the beer thing. I wonder where I would get one of these from. I wonder if I could order it online. Probably. You can order everything online. Like I wonder if someone could send it to me. Some kind of listener. <laughs> I'm always a, begging. You're <laughs> a, such a fucking scumbag. <laughs> I only do it for uh, the free shit. Get out of here. Um, so it seems like every episode uh, here recently, at least, we're covering some sort of news about hot water music. water music uh this episode is no difference uh difference it's no different how about that that's probably the better word to use there uh the gravel core true is heading out on tour in 2019 um so it's kind of early but we want to make sure that you guys know it's coming so there's no fucking excuses uh the tour starts uh well we're pretty far out in march uh is when this one starts and it's going to kick off there in los angeles at the echoplex so maybe bob can go check that one out uh the echoplex is a pretty awesome venue you ever oh been there oh my god i haven't been there in fucking 10 years i think Parking's a motherfucker, but... Well, it's, yeah, yeah. Silver Lake, uh, Echo Park. Uh, so it's, um, they're playing two shows at most of these stops here, and there's going to be two in Los Angeles, uh, two in San Francisco, Brooklyn, Asbury Park, Philly, Denver, and Richmond. And uh, the place that they're playing in Denver is probably about uh, half a mile from my house. That one definitely is walkable, so I'm going to try and schmooze my way into that one. You like that? Both just, schmoozers. 
to schmooze in. Why? Yeah, but I do it for good. You do it for evil. I do it to, so I can take pictures and post them online for people to see. Hey, dude, I want a shirt so I could wear it. You want fans. beer so that you can drink it <laughs> all for yourself. Hey, and then I'll talk about it and I'll tell people how <laughs> because no one calling me it's more recognition from this podcast. You. You are becoming a problem between this and eating off of the food in the VIP area at festivals. Oh, man. You're giving hey, us a bad name. I didn't just go over there. I was directed over there. Somebody sure will, by your stomach. I will allow them to remain nameless. They were like, did you go over here? Go, go over there. Also, I'm certain there is plenty of food for everybody. I'm sure there was. Yes. Come on. Yeah. I got to give you a hard time, though. The listeners expect it. I just need to defend my honor. <clears throat> Your honor. Uh, all right. Let's move this sinking ship along. <laughs> the face of Against Me, Laura Jane Grace, has started another project, and they're going on tour, too. Uh, the act is called Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers. Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers, which I think is a pretty awesome name. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're going to kick things off in the spring uh, there in Austin, Texas at South by Southwest. So another big festival. Um, and then they continue on throughout pretty much the rest of the country, the rest of March and the rest of April, ending things down in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. So pretty comprehensive tour um, and I, I still have never seen Against Me as hard as that is to believe I, I love them they're one of my favorite bands um, and they played here in Denver like I think four weeks ago and it's just one of those that I can shoot myself for missing but <laughs> shit happens right yes it does <laughs> it does so, uh, here's what I'm curious about and maybe you know okay. why did she do this with a new band I don't know. I think they, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, they might even have some of the same band members. It does. The same so, drummers in it. It's yeah. just a different guitar or bass player or whatever. Know. Maybe it's like, I don't know. Maybe there's just a different sound and the other it didn't guitar or bass like player it. couldn't make was, the tour. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, she, I know I read somewhere she said like, yeah, it's not another Against Me record. And then I listened to it and I'm like, but this could totally be another Against Me yeah, record. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, but, I don't know. I just didn't feel there was a need for it to be separate. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I wish it would have still been against me. Not, I don't know. Anyways, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Well said. But I really hope uh, <laughs> I get to see anything. them again. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, don't know. They, <laughs> I try and stay neutral. I love everybody. I'm a lover. I mean, I liked it. It was good what I was listening to. Oh, of course, to. yeah. Saying, no, just... it's a pretty dope song. And, and of course, we have that over on Dying Scene. There's like a couple, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, they do play uh, here in Denver uh, on April 1st. That's also around my birthday, so maybe I'll try and make it out there. Dude, you've got, like, birthday presents galore. Mm-hmm. Mobina galore. It's finally my year. Uh, all right, next up, uh, Bowling for Soup. Debbie just hit the wall. She never had it all. One Prozac a day. Husband's a CPA. Her dreams went out the door. Bowling for Soup. 
has announced a new live album and DVD to go along with the live album. Right. Um, I was never really a huge fan of Bowling for Soup, but I know a lot of people who are, and of course they're catchy, and when they're on, you kind of tap your foot to them. Um, well, they've so, been around for like 25 fucking years. Yeah. So, so you got to give them a little bit of credit there as well. But I, I was just, I, I included the story because I love like tour DVDs, you know, where you get to see like behind this, this set and, and uh, on the stuff on the buses and shit like that. Um, I love those. And bands don't really do them a lot anymore. Yeah. Um, and so the live album, I'm assuming, is the tour. Um I wonder where they did the uh, actual live album for, if they pulled like from different shows or what. Uh, meaning, like, where did they record it? Because it would be a one one specific venue, right? The DVD's about the whole tour. The recording would be like one venue recorded sound. So I wonder where they did it. I, if if I'm not mistaken, I think it's going to be live at Brixton. Brixton, where the fuck is that? I don't know, but that's also like kind of the title of the the DVD. Oh. So the DVD is going to be out on the seventh. It's uh, titled "Older, Fatter, Still the Greatest," live <laughs> at Brixton. So I think it's a little bit of the tour, and then maybe they show you know the songs that they performed at Brixton, wherever yeah. that is. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because if you're doing something like that, like a live album um, or a live DVD show, you gotta you gotta kind of know. You have to have toured so extensively that you know where the crowds are consistently good. Well, yeah. Well, this whole tour that they just went on, I I don't think it's the one that they recorded on here, but the whole tour that they just finished uh, was maybe like two weeks, week and a half, and it was all in the UK. So apparently they've got a big following in the UK because you can't pull in, I don't know, seven shows in pretty big arenas um, and be able to come out alive so right. to say right. so well well done for them i'm glad um that they're still around and like i said those dvd uh like behind the scenes and everything are always fun i don't know if you ever saw no effects had uh, an exceptional documentary series maybe two seasons or so um did you ever see that yes i did i thought those that was were fantastic so Yes, man. Give me more of those. I wish bands did that more. It seems like in the 90s, you would get a whole bunch of VHSs that were like those tour videos. Um, so Brixton is in London, bands. UK. There you go. So Sorry. there you go. Just had to come out of nowhere. So, uh, yeah, what was the No Effects series called? Uh, if I sat here long enough, I could think about it. Passport? Something yes, like that? Yes, Backstage yes, yes. Passport? Uh-huh. It was Backstage Passport. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was like two seasons, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was fantastic. I yeah. uh, I think as soon as I finished uh, the hepatitis bathtub, I started mm. uh, watching that series, and it was just like great to do all together. Yeah, it is. It's a good one to watch. So yeah. if you guys haven't seen that, there's two seasons of it. You can probably uh, download it illegally somewhere. Yeah, I think I watched um, it on YouTube or something. And uh, you can probably just binge it. Mm-hmm. Got a couple holiday weekends coming up soon. Um, do that. Do something constructive, <laughs> Do like that. watch, like binge watch documentaries about. It's punk yeah. Bands. I just looked it up. It is uh, at least the full. Um, the first episode is on uh, YouTube. So is the second. Well, there you go. I'm Third. sure if you. I'm sure if you looked hard enough online, you can find them. I see them all. If you don't know how to look hard enough online, then you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Wait, there's just no hope for you. Yes. Um, all right. Finally, uh, short news little cycle here that we had there wasn't a lot of really outstanding news over the last couple weeks um but 
Last really good story that I have to share uh, was uh, that BrackRock has announced their lineup, um, which is fucking stacked. Uh, Europe's environmentally conscious punk rock festival, I don't know what that means, uh, BrackRock EcoFest, has added a load of new names to its lineup for the 2019 edition. Uh, Propagandi, The Dopamines, Payers, uh, Descendants, Less Than Jake, Cigar. The Bennies. The Bennies yeah. toy dolls, which I would uh, fuck. I'd give my left arm to see the toy dolls. I love them. Poor Habit, awesome band. Uh, much the same. Hit the switch. So many good bands. So many good bands. Um, I don't. It makes me want to fly to Duffel, Belgium. Duff, Duffel, Belgium. <laughs> probably butchering that one uh but that's on the weekend of august 2nd and for all of you euros that are listening we're really jealous because that's fucking say if you're not going to that show you're fucking nuts yes i don't want i don't want to know you (laughs) um so yeah it seems like bob you went to a good festival and i went to one a couple weeks back the scallywag festival a couple months back but it does seem like um some of the festivals here are starting to dwindle out a little bit you know like the the um warped tour has pretty much stopped and there's a couple others that seem to be uh dying down um like forever you mean well yeah I mean, yeah. not even forever, but yeah, I mean, you kind of know when some start kind of losing their luster a little bit and you don't get as much of a draw. But it seems like Europe uh, over there as a whole, they've got a whole bunch of good ones uh, popping up left and right. Uh, well, and I would imagine bands. more will pop up too, dude. Um, the Surf City Blitz was fucking packed. I could not believe how many people were there. Like, I don't know. I was just like, this is... I had a moment of realization where I was looking around and I'm like... Uh, it's not really a dying scene there's no, like thousands not. of people like like everybody's older sure but like dude there were so many people there it was insane like mm-hmm. i don't know I, I really can't explain it but but uh yeah so see fuck you commenter on the podcast page that said the scene is dying because yeah. we talked to goldfinger yeah punk's not there, you don't bitch. know shit you don't know shit get back to your mom's basement we just dumped all over that poor dude we're sorry dude you're cool (laughs) come back and listen to us um so that'll do it for the news uh of course if you want more information or you want to read more about what we just talked about all of that's uh available for free over at dyingscene.com all you gotta do is click on it and uh all the stories are right there it's like a library in your hands if you're on your phone i guess I guess it would be more like a library on your desk if you were doing it at your computer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want some more goddamn music. Um, All right. Uh, Next up, we're going to listen to Minneapolis, Minnesota natives, Tightwire. This one is six feet deep. No, I'm not. 
So they also have a video out for that one as well. Uh, Six Feet Deep is the song name, and that is from Tightwire. And that uh, song is from the album of the same name, which was released back in October uh, October, via uh, Toby, our buddy in Red Scare, who, uh, who needs to get me into the show with Brendan Kelly, <laughs> Toby. <laughs> so you always got to hook him up with a little bit of something and then ask him, right? Yes. Here's some publicity. Now get me into that show so I can give you more publicity. Uh, all right, Bob, this next one's for you. Uh, from right up there in your neck of the woods where you grew up in Victorville, California. Uh, this one is Noble Bones, who are formerly born rivals, uh, with I'll Give You Something to Cry About.
That was Noble Bones with I'll Give You Something to Cry About from uh, right up there in Victorville, California, home of Face to Face. They're really good kids. I've met them a few times. Why did they change their name? Uh, I'm not sure. I think there was a story about it online. I just didn't bother going back to read it. I just remember that they were born rivals because I saw them a few times in that I've, incarnation. I feel like I've seen them or played with I them. I think you have or before. Listened to them. I know I'm them. sure you have. They play shows up in Santa Clarita and they every once in a while they'll creep down to the valley or I mean, maybe they Redwood have or something. To. Victorville, you just can only yeah. leak down to Ontario, which like what's going on yeah. out there. Like you got to get to Pomona and then at least yeah. characters is out there. Maybe yeah. we've played born rivals on here before. I don't know. I fucking, mm. I know them. Maybe. I don't know. Um, let's play something from Quebec, Canada. Cause I like saying Quebec. This is no real hero with red and black.
was Red and Black from their newest EP, The Forest, and that was uh, No Real Heroes. Quebecois, uh, I think is how they say that. Quebecois. What? Are people from Quebec. I think I mentioned that before, too, on another show. <laughs> they um, say Quebec, Quebecois. No, that's how, they, that's how they refer to themselves. They're people from Quebec. Queb, Quebecois, I think is how they say it. We all the Quebecois. There you go. You're a lot better at it than me. Uh, all, all of my knowledge of Canada I learned through uh, being a fan of hockey. So, All right. Well, I'll believe you then. Right? I don't know if I'd go that far. There's, if anybody decides to fact check me on that, I might be fucked. That's all right. Let's do it. All right. Let's kick it back over across the pond from Manchester, UK. This is Wadi with Word About Town.
What's up, guys? This is Bob with Dying Scene. I'm here with some of the guys from Mad Caddies. How you doing? Great. Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Um, this is a little bit of a different festival, Surf City Blitz. Have you guys ever played a show where there's motorcycle races going on? Races? <laughs> Not yeah. races. I mean, last time we did any motorcycle type event that was connected to the show was uh, probably Warp Tour and... Okay. 2000 or 98 probably that was the last time I think awesome awesome so tell me a little bit about your band I know you guys have been around forever but tell me a little bit about it uh, yeah we uh, we put out our first album in 97 and uh, yeah we play you know reggae ska punk yeah. rock New Orleans jazz and you were one of the original founding members of the band uh, correct, Graham yes. you came along a little bit later is that correct correct what year uh, 2009. 2009. Are yes. you also from Solvang? I am. You he are. We have actually. I've known Graham longer than I've known the Mad Caddies. Like, you know, we, like most of the guys awesome. in the band have known Graham pre the band. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's actually exciting then to have you come into the band around that time. Mm -hmm. Um, what was it like growing up in Solvang and being <laughs> like, I, I mean, how big was your high school? How many students? Got at the time probably like 900 total. Okay. Total, yeah. A couple hundred a class. How many yeah. bands? A lot, actually. Really? You know, that's one thing about growing up in a small town and not much else to do. Exactly. So there were a lot of people that had barns and ranches and yeah. garages. And I had 90 in my like graduating that. class, and there must have been 12. Really good. <laughs> You're good. No worries. Yeah, there must have been 12 bands in my school out of, you know, 400 kids. So Yeah, yeah, there was definitely you know, a couple of different, you know, uh, I'd say, yeah, you know, different genres of music, you yeah. know, like growing like throughout the time that we were in high school there was like a you know like a metal kind of funk band yeah. and then you know when we found kind of punk rock that's we started uh, you know playing it and um, yeah it was just a bunch of kids just you know playing instruments you I know? mean you guys have to be the most different band from around there though right like you guys are sort of a ska band, but a lot of your songs encompass so many other sounds. Y yeah. I yeah, mean, in general, in punk rock, you guys are probably one of the most diverse bands that there is. Yeah, we, we always kind of looked at, like, a, early on, like, a Fishbone was a band that was an influence yeah. as far as just, you know, they have so much cool influences that they, you know, have a little bit of ska, some soul, yeah. some funk, you know, no punk rock. You, know, you guys got the Dixieland. Well, they no, actually, Fishbone, that was one of the first bands that I really took the Dixieland thing from. Oh, really? On uh, Reality of My Surroundings, there's a couple of like New Orleans jazz types of dirges okay. yeah. that are like these like little segues in between songs. And that yeah. was one of the first times that I really heard New Orleans jazz. And so actually, Fishbone was one, of, honestly, probably one of the first bands that I really heard play that kind of style of music. Okay. That kind of turned me on to it. So. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, can remember hearing you guys on uh, Fat Records... Volume 4, I think, Life in the Fat Lane, and mm -hmm. Road Rash was on there, okay, and yeah. my uh, grandfather played in a Dixieland jazz band forever. He played oh, the really? banjo, yeah. What did he play? So, uh, he played the banjo. Oh, banjo, yeah. nice. He passed on to me all his banjos, and... Wow, you know, and banjos? Bit, but, <laughs> banjos, yes. Uh, Tenor I, banjos? Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Nice. We got one from 1923, it's like... Ve a Vega, or what kind, you know? I uh, have no idea. It's got, it's all hand-carved, the neck of it's got flowers hand-carved into oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. It's really bitchin', it's worth something like three or five grand, or... Yeah, banjos are... hanging on to Banjos it, are expensive. Yeah, it's really. a really cool instrument. He's awesome at it, he doesn't play anymore, but... So, um, you know, I'd gone to, like, some of his shows and concerts and stuff, and... Cool. Uh, and then I found you guys, and I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to show my grandpa. And he wasn't that impressed. <laughs> no offense. He, fair, enough. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, punk rock is not his thing, right? Yeah. He's, he's like, all right, the trumpets are cool. This is awesome. And then, you know, it comes in, and it's got that blast beat. He's just like, 
Nope, not yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, those, I think those, those frequencies he's his ears just couldn't probably take. Exactly, but, exactly. Yeah, but he was supportive of the music like and like us playing music when we were kids and stuff. That's he passed awesome. on his PA system. But um, are you guys still up in Solving? Uh, around the area? Is that where you guys live? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I spend half my time between L.A. and Solving, okay. area, San Diego's area. Yeah. And uh, the other guys, uh, our trombone player lives in L.A. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, we're, we're kind of spread around. Chuck and I live in the Solving area. Yeah. Um, our drummer lives in Oregon, but he's originally from Solving as well. Gotcha. Yeah. We're a little so spread around, but it feels close. good to be home, though, right? Like, oh, there's yeah. nostalgia to the area. Yeah. The San Ynez yeah. Valley is our home base. Yeah. That's, that's where we rehearse, and that's where we're, we're you know, that's where that's where we're, we're centered. You okay, know? That's cool. where we come together. Do you guys have thing. any cool secret hangouts up there or hikes or anything? I mean, I do a lot of rock climbing like up there in the mountains. Or we oh, go rock to climbing. Kachuma yeah. every, mount, uh, every year to camp. And uh, where, do you, where is the rock climbing? Is it Lizard's Mouth area? Is yeah. There's Lizard uh-huh. there. There's, there's also right next to where the, guns, the gun range is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. And then there's the playground that's up there on top of like West Camino Cielo as well. That yeah. yeah. They do a lot of rock climbing. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great backpacking and hiking all throughout that there's area. Backpacking, hiking, there's a great place to go shoot guns. you guys do anything like that or... Did you do anything like that growing yes, up? Yes, and still do. I, I hike and backpack and okay. spend a lot of time around the local area. I like yeah. to go out to the Channel Islands as well. We can yeah. get out pretty quick from Santa Barbara. So. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a ton of uh, great hiking. It's been that whole Los Padres National Forest there in the backcountry. Yeah, country. I've Santa done Scorpion Ridge, I believe, or Scor- cool. uh, what's the harbor there? Is it Scorpion Harbor, I guess? Oh, Scorpion Bay Yeah, yeah on Santa Cruz Island. Yeah, yeah and then exactly. hiked around there and stuff. Yep, Beautiful totally. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, your guys' town is like a great place to just go out, camp, have a bonfire, or whatever. I'd imagine you guys did a lot of that growing yeah, up. Yeah, it's a very relaxing yep. place to awesome. kind of to chill out for sure. Uh, and then one day I was at uh, Coldwater uh, Tavern. Cold and, Springs? Uh, yeah, Coldwater Springs. There you go. The uh, Cold Springs Tavern? Yeah, there you go. I don't know <laughs> what the hell I'm saying. Uh, at any rate, um, I ran into somebody there and he was like roommates with Swinging Utters and like, you know, just, uh, he was mentioning something about Joey and Bad Astronaut. Is Joey around there, Joey Cape? Joey Cape. Yeah. Uh, well, he Joey lives in San Francisco. Oh, okay. But, but he's Lagwagon, from Goleta. Yeah, Glagwagon's from Goleta. Yeah, which is what twenty minutes away from you guys. Yeah, yeah, twenty three minutes. It's, it's next to Santa Barbara. Did you guys so. play a lot of shows growing up? I mean, I know they were like what four or five years before you. Yeah, we we. I mean, we actually uh, we didn't really play any shows with Lagwagon when we were starting. We uh-huh. didn't play with Lagwagon until like on the work tour. I okay. Think. Did but you know the guys? Joey was the Joey was responsible for your getting assigned. Really, Joey? We we, we recorded uh, what was our first album, and initially it was a demo. Uh-huh. We were we were recording it just as a demo. Yeah. And uh, while we were recording it, uh, Joey Cape used the same studio that we were recording at, uh-huh. and he came in, and the engineer that recorded us played it for him, and he thought Mike would like it. Yeah. So he sent it up to Fat Mike. And uh, and then Mike called us and you know said he wanted to put out the record. So awesome. it was Joey was the the reason that we got signed. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. And yeah. we didn't even know him at the time. Yeah. Like maybe uh, one of our guys had met to them once, but we never okay. played shows with them or didn't know them. Yeah. And of course, over the years now, you know, we know you know we're really good friends with them. But at the time, we hadn't played any shows with them. Yeah. You know? Very cool. They were they were like touring a lot at that time when we were playing right. local shows. They right. were already like an international band. And that's what you know? I figure. I mean, they were about four years ahead. Yeah, Haas, their... Haas had come out, so they were like you know they were really touring around the yeah. world a lot. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And so you came in in two thousand nine, Graham. Um, were you in any other bands before this? Yeah, I mean, uh, no bands you've ever heard of. Okay, <laughs> but <no, I, laughs> any that you'd like us to check out or try and dig through the internet and not, find? Not, not, not necessarily. Okay. No, I, uh, I, you know, again, knew these guys forever yeah. and was playing in some local bands. And they actually took. Uh, I was playing with a friend of ours named Will Ridd, singer songwriter, and the Caddies yeah. took that band out to Europe on a tour, uh-huh. and then that's that's how I 
ended up playing in the caddies. They were sort of transitioning between bass players. And, and you had just known them forever and yeah. you were there at the right time. Yeah, that's or the awesome. wrong time, depending on how you look at it years <laughs> later. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Um, that'll be a good transition to a question that I've always kind of wondered with touring bands. What part of being in a band is most like a job? Like, what is... I guess the grueling aspect of it. I mean, it's got to wear on you after a while, or there have to be parts that are just really tough. Honestly, the travel. You know, and I think that people look at, you know, traveling musicians and, wow, you get to go to all these places. And yeah, we do. We've seen a lot of the world and been able to do it, you know, doing what we enjoy. But getting years after it, yeah, it does. It really, (laughs) I mean, you know, sometimes we'll travel 40 hours over the course of a weekend to play for half an hour or something like that. And that's, you know, it's fun to go places. But, getting there and, and traveling and sleeping in hotels and or not sleeping in hotels right. or, or whatever it's that's that's the hardest part yeah the shows are generally still fun okay sound check also sucks because <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it like what three hours four hours before the show yeah no, I, yeah it's, it's all relative to how much fun you had the night before yeah you know, if you had a lot of fun the night before then the, night, the next is, day is sound check is not so fun yeah, yeah. gotcha um what is uh the best part of being in a band still, I mean, what brings you back to the reason that you started doing it when you were playing in high school? I mean, it sounds like you were in other bands at the time as well. What part of the job, like, still bring? I know, like, being on stage after a while has to get grueling as well, but is it the being on stage? Is it, like, getting to practice and rehearse and write new material? What part of it is, is just brings you back to being 15, 16 when you guys started? I, for, for me personally, it's when everything clicks. Yeah. When, when, and there's, there's undeniable, uh, the feeling that you get at a show where y- you know you don't have to even look at any everyone feels it you know when everything clicks yeah when everyone's playing well and the, the crowd is amazing yeah. and you know everyone's on their game and, it, and it's, it's just like an effortless thing and that's sure. just you can't really uh, it just kind of happens you know yeah. and, and, and that to me is is the best part when everything just comes together yeah you and get that adrenaline yeah, rush or that yeah, euphoria and, yeah exactly yeah and to me that's like that that's what what feels the greatest you know okay and of course traveling around and seeing cities and eating awesome food and drinking in uh you know experiencing wherever we are and being yeah. able to really appreciate all that that's a, that's a great aspect of it but the whole reason why we're there is for the show so yeah. it's really it really is not very good feeling when you when you travel a long way to go and the show that you play is average show. Yeah, you know whether but it's that used of the to crowd, happen. Well, it happens all the time. I mean, well, but, and it used to happen. You know, when you were sixteen and seventeen and shit too, all the time, right? Yeah. And so, how is that different than now? Between you know, I I don't know how old you guys are, um, but how is it different now doing that as a big, well-established band versus when you were fifteen or sixteen and you show up and there's you know nobody at the door? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's there's definitely times where you know that it, it just you. When, Do you feel when, like it's more disappointing, or yeah, for sure, yeah, for okay. sure. You know, I mean, yeah. there's, there's definitely we still have a, a lot of ups and downs, you know. Yeah, and you know, you kind of take them because you know you have just like anything, you it's you got to deal with the downs. You know, you just gotta have, just you know pull through it because right, you know that there's going to be some great shows in the future. So, right, you know, you just kind of try to put it past you and just try to move on and just make the best of it yeah. you know yeah do you feel like that's the same for you like the best part of you know what you're doing or what you make what makes you feel 15 again is just when it all clicks yeah I think so I mean yeah. that's again the show is the reason that we're all here and all doing it and yeah 
You know, the my answer for what's the hardest part is travel, but yeah. what's the best part is also travel in a weird way. You okay. Know? Uh, so again, the cultural experiences, yeah. eating food, meeting new people, doing that, that that all is still enjoyable. I yeah. think otherwise we wouldn't do it. But yeah. yeah, the reason we're there is for the show, and that's that's you know when that goes well and everything clicks, that's yeah. you know, all right, we're doing something good here. Right. What about writing an album? Is that ex- as exciting as it was like when you guys finished your first album? I mean, there's a sense of accomplishment that comes along with it where it's like, yeah, we're going to get this stuff out here. Do you still get that same sense when you guys complete an album? Or is it a little bit different as you guys have been established and you go further down the road? Uh, I would say that the difference right now is, is probably compared to when we were younger is I think you tend to think about it a little bit more uh-huh. than you would when you were younger. You yeah. just kind of did it. And now you're kind of like, okay, well, you know, especially for a band like ours where we play multiple, you know, lots of different styles of music, uh-huh. you're kind of going, oh, well, we already have this, this many songs right. and we need some of these songs. Right. It's kind of, when we were younger, it's just kind of like you just wrote some songs and put them out and it uh-huh. seemed like you didn't really care. Right. Whereas now it seems like there's a little bit more thought that goes into, you know, like sculpting how the album sounds and the genres that yeah. we play. Do you guys feel like that helps the process or hinders it? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> you know, definitely both. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I think that we always try to make the al- an album balanced because we can't, people will be, I think, a little bummed if we came out with an all reggae, mellow album. Right. But, at, well, you know, except for the last one because that's what the intent was sure. for the, the punk sure. cover album. But, but Dirty Rice, you guys have like a great balance where you started off soft and then immediately bring yeah. it up. We know you're still mad caddies like right when you drop into that second song. So Yeah, so, but, you know, but that's part of our sound. So, you know, just that's just part of what we have to, yeah. you know, try to, try to balance out yeah. you know, and make work. So the new album you guys dropped, uh, what, four months ago now, the beginning of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what is the story behind that? Fat Mike picked all the songs for you guys? No, well, the, the whole thing. I mean, we, it's been discussed for a couple of years. Is doing doing this album, okay? And so we all said, yeah, yeah, it'd be a cool idea. But you know, we know it never. We talked about it, but it was just one of those things that we'd get, you know, see Mike, you know, at a show uh-huh. and talk about, and then you know, we'd, the next day we'd forget about it and move yeah. on. And then uh, you know, a year ago, it uh, it finally became something where Mike had some time and he said, hey guys, like let, let's really do this. And uh-huh. so we started going back and forth and talking about songs. And emailing back and forth different different cons- or different ideas for songs to, to play and yeah. cover and what would work and what wouldn't work and he'd suggest a song and we and try it out and wouldn't really work in the context of like sure. a car reggae song so we'd go back and forth and then once we finally had a couple songs we we, we booked some time up at Motor the studio in San Francisco yeah. and yeah we just started recording did and a, did every song make it on the album almost uh, almost. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the only yeah we did we did a, a Agent Orange Bloodstains okay and that yeah. didn't that didn't make it gotcha um, will we ever hear that whatever uh, in some form day? yeah okay. e- either either that song or we're really gonna rip it off and and do like a, our original song okay. like an original song yeah you know? um, okay very cool are there any songs that you're like kind of bummed about being on the album like you're like eh, I don't know about this one but Mike really liked it or yeah <laughs> I mean at the time. There was I think all the songs. Um, I think what was the one? I I, I think there was uh, the Descendants song uh-huh. was, was I think just a little tricky uh-huh. for us to try to like get yeah you know like to to get because it was just a bit tricky to try to make work and for us to be happy with it you yeah. know and it, ha- it had nothing to do with the song it was just like the the range of the vocals and trying to make it all work yeah. and. Uh, 
that was that I think that was the trickiest song to actually record. Yeah. Uh, but I think when it, when it's all said and done at the end, like I think I think it's great. Cool. And uh, the propaganda one was good. Uh, the no effects no the no effects one was the one where there was so many chords and so uh-huh. many chord changes that we had to record it like eight bars at a time yeah because it was just that's to, a pain to in the ass it, yeah because <laughs> when you're playing reggae it's really weird to always be changing chords right you know right so that was that was a bit weird um, but yeah the the only song that didn't make it like I said was the ancient orange one yeah um, so but yeah, I think eventually that'll end up on something all right. Do you guys have uh, an all-original full-length album coming out anytime soon? Are you guys working on anything? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, we definitely have, uh, I think, we're going to have an EP that will be coming out. Perfect. Um, but we definitely have a bunch of songs in, in the works, and we already have five or six recorded. Think so, something like yeah, that. Yeah, five or five or six songs recorded. And, oh, okay, awesome. And, and, and basically, almost like you know, mixed. Probably, uh, I think pretty much mixed. Do you guys still I'm just really get go. together and jam since you guys live so close? Well, we, we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, writing's different these days. I mean, there are times when we all get together in a room and try and work something out. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, given our time schedules and right. everybody's differences, oftentimes ideas are emailed around right. or texted around. Okay. And, you know materialize later right everything's a little different yeah I guarantee you there hasn't been a time where we sent out a text saying hey guys you want to get together and jam just for the (laughs) sake of jamming yeah right that hasn't happened I just want to get together and play some blues for a couple hours (laughs) that has not happened in a a long 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 forever it sounds like you don't miss it then (laughs) (laughs) that's just not how we work I mean it's like we get together and it's like oh hey we have an idea let's work on this right Mm. and we might jam within but within the like within like the structure of an idea but yeah, just to get together and be like, hey, let's just get together for the sheer love of playing guitar and bass <laughs> together in a room. Yeah, you know that. But I mean, that's how bond. the band started, right? I mean, like you guys get some people together and you fuck around and, and oh, great, sorry, and no f bombs or something. Yeah, those days are gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, last few questions here. I know you guys want to go watch the game. Um, what oh, do you yeah, guys okay. do uh, in your free time? Uh, I know Chuck is growing weed. So still doing that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, All right. He, he, yeah. What do you guys do? I I live in LA, and I I, sp- I spend half my time in LA and half my time in saying What do you do in LA? I mean, uh, you just hang I, out. I, no, I, I work at a studio. Okay. And I work on a bunch of music with some friends. Awesome. And um, yeah, just basically spend time in LA and, yeah. and hang out and work at a studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have a nice balance between being able to tour and then doing that, or do you ever wish you were doing that a little bit more? Or no, it's it's a good balance. Cool. Um, I think we, we do the band. I think uh, I'm very comfortable with the amount of time that we spend with the band. Yeah. You know, as far as um, you know, on tour and as far as working on music, yeah. um, you know, it's it's it gives us enough time to do other things for yeah. sure. And so when you're working in a studio, do you mean like you're tracking music or engineering or recording? Like uh, everything, mixing? engineering. Uh, Writing, working with other musicians, just okay. a, a bunch of different stuff. Who are you guys working, or who are you working with right now? Uh, I've worked like uh, in the last couple of years. This artist named Doja, uh, uh-huh. she's like a rapper. Uh-huh. Uh, this band called Horror um, uh, did some stuff for Revolution, uh-huh. like some drum programming for them. Uh, just a, a bunch of different tracks. Like uh, uh, in Hollywood, we just make beats and, and work with different Hell artists. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. What about you? I panhandle. 
you panhandle down in Santa Barbara with all the rest of them. I work in the wine industry up in our hometown in the San Inez Valley. Awesome. I, I make wine uh, for myself that I uh, sell and you know do that. Do you have like an actual winery or tasting room where your stuff I is don't. at? No, I, I sell my wine to local wine shops and a couple places in LA and things like that. So okay. no, I don't own a vineyard or a winery, but I purchase grapes and make it basically at co-ops or wineries yeah. that I've worked at before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is it called? Uh, my wine label is called Sforzando. Sforzando? Yeah. Can you spell that? Uh, I can. S-F-O-R-Z-A-N-D-O. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. worked at a winery for four years. Oh, really? Where uh, at? Aquadulce. Okay. Yeah. Cool. They have a, it used to be called Aquadulce Vineyard. Now it's split up into Aquadulce Winery and Reyes Winery. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked there for four years. I started brewing beer like a year or two ago. Nice. Um, and then my friend who I worked with moved uh, to Long Beach mm-hmm. and we're just like, fuck it, let's start brewing some wine. So like we're kind of cool. going through and looking right now. And I mean... I really don't know much about it other than I worked there and used to steal wine out of the wine barrels when nobody was looking. Sweet. Um, but uh, so do you have like a big space that you rent or do you just do it at your house? Uh, no, no, I, I rent at, at, uh, at a wine co-op or I've okay. worked, I have a couple wineries that I work at that I make it there. Yeah. No, I, I have a license so I can't make it at home. Sure. You know, if you're making a small enough batch that you're not selling, you can do yeah. some homebrew, but no, I'm doing it in licensed facilities. Awesome. Yeah. Is that your drink of choice, wine? Not really. I drink more beer than wine. What, got, I, you in, what got you into it? Uh, wine making? Yeah. Uh, growing up around the area, I did. I, I When I was younger, was totally into wine, loved it. Yeah. Know, it was all about it. Yeah. Going wine tasting all the time, trying new things, you know, really learning a lot, and, you know, time yeah. goes by. And I, I still really like making wine and uh-huh. being a part of it, being in the industry. But no, when I get home after a show or after work or whatever, I crack a beer. Yeah, gotcha. It's like uh, us listening to ska. Yeah, it is kind of the exact thing. Yeah. You just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Um, how long does it take for... I, I'm like totally going off of music, but look, this stuff okay. is interesting to me. No, I'm sure yeah, it's interesting to other people. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you guys like get sick. I watch some interviews with you guys before you do it, and it's like the same questions over and yeah, over. Yeah, it's boring. And I... I I'd like to make it a little bit different no, um, if I can. Still so. much better, yeah. Cool. Um, how long does it take for the wine to ferment? So beer, you know, we we ha- uh, dump the yeast and we prep it usually. Yep. Um, do you prep your yeast as well? Uh, no, not really. Uh, okay. It, it, I I buy live, you know, dry yeast and okay. toss them in. And a lot of the wine that I'm doing these days is native ferments. Uh-huh. So there's just the yeast that exists naturally in the vineyard. Gotcha. You bring it in, it starts fermenting on its own, on its own, and you let it finish. Uh, so in beer, that would be equivalent to a sour. Uh. I, you know, I don't know enough about the, the beer sour making. As far as I know with making sours, you're actually inoculating with, like, lactobacillus or something okay. like that. So that that's not happening in winemaking okay, at all. Okay, so it's not, uh, like, getting contaminated or you're not yeah, just, like, exactly. opening Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Gotcha. Uh, you're just allowing the yeasts that exist out in the vineyard to start the fermentation process. Okay. So it's still just a primary sugar to alcohol conversion. Gotcha. And how long does the process take? Uh, the actual process of fermentation can take anywhere from three days to, you know, a month, depending on if you're regulating the temperature or what yeah. you're trying to get out of it. Yeah. But then with red wine, you're also going to age it in a barrel for 18 months or so after that. So yeah. it can take a couple of years to make a wine from picking of the grape to putting it in bottle. Yeah. You know, whites take a lot less time, but the actual fermentation process in there is yeah, a month or less. Yeah. Um, and then when you do it, uh, do you have like any buddies that you're doing it with or someone like a work partner you're doing it with? Or is it just kind of you on your own mad scientist? Like, this is what I want to work out. This is what I want to make. Everything you just said there except mad scientist. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, 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 I am doing it all on my own. Uh, I've had I have had partners in the past, but I do it all on my own these okay. days. And I have 
buddies and friends in the wine industry and it's collaborative and we're always bouncing ideas off each other and things like that but no i do the bulk of the work myself have you then started to get more into like chemistry and figuring out like yeah definitely yeah yeah, definitely and earlier on i mean it's you know winemaking is both an art and a science i mean it's organic chemistry it's basic um so there there is you know a certain amount of chemistry knowledge that's required but it's all pretty easy. Yeah. You know, they've been making wine longer than chemistry was a science. <laughs> so, you know, you, you can do true. it without it. <laughs> this is true. Awesome. Cool, guys. Well, hey, thank you so much for this interview. Thank you for taking the time. Um, I know the game already started, uh, so I'll let you guys get to it. But cool. I really Bruce. appreciate it. Hey, thank cheers, you. man. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. Thank you.
is Sasha. And this is Graham. From the Mad Caddies. And you're listening to Dying Scene Radio. That was Shoot the Lights Out by our interview guests for this episode, Mad Caddies. Uh... And that was from the album Dirty Rice, which is one of my all-time favorite chill-out albums. Whenever I want to kind of uh, settle down a little bit from listening to the crusty shit like our last band that we played, Wad Eye, um, I always throw in Dirty Rice. It soothes me. It's a very calming album. You told me to tell them that Dirty Rice was one of your favorite albums uh, of all yeah. time. And, and did I, you? I can't remember if I did or not. You did not. I get nervous. I bet you did. Did you wee wee a little? My hands were sweaty. My palms. Palms were sweaty, mom's spaghetti? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Uh. It's okay to hate me. Most people do. Yes. Um, All right. We're going to kick it back across the pond to Brighton, UK this time. Uh, This one is Harker with their new single, Hellion.
That was Hellion from Harker from across the way there in the UK. Uh, they are with uh, our buddy Rob over at Wiretap Records. Uh, that track was featured on the newest compilation that Rob put out uh, called Attention, a punk rock feast compilation. Um, he always puts out really good compilations and they're always for a really good cause. Uh, this one, Bob, is for the ACLU. Oh, very and nice. because of your due diligence on a prior show, you know what the ACLU does now. Um, I don't remember. I'm sure you don't. Um, but yeah, Harker, they're a really awesome band. I, I've really uh, recently started getting into them more. Uh, I think Rob signed them maybe about a year ago. Uh, and of course, I heard about it through him. And I've just always been so overwhelmed. And in my own space, I didn't really listen to him for a little while. And I slept on him. It's I'm not. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say it's the American Civil Liberties Union, a national yes, organization. Bob, come on, man! Of course it is. Courts, legislatures and communities defend individual You're rights. useless. You're useless. I'm, I've moved on from that. We'll see if I'm, I can remember. You Next won't. Time. This uh, is a second time. Third time's a charm. We'll see. Uh, anyway, yes, Harker, new single, Hellion, on the comp. It's for a good cause. Go buy it. Chugging along. You like that? Chugga, 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 chugging along. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from the Racketees. It's called Crucifix. If you could see this motherfucker right now, he's just dancing. Go! 
Crucifix from the Racketees, the trio from Lawrence, Kansas. I always like to give props uh, to bands from smaller areas like that where they might not uh, have as many contemporaries. I don't know what the scene is like in oh, Lawrence, yeah. Kansas. They don't have but fucking musicians to select from, so they got to grow together with the few that they have. That's right, and they become stronger. Well, as we learned in the interview, though, small towns breed musicians and lots of they bands. They do. So. They do. Yeah. But usually it's shitty music, especially in areas <laughs> like Lawrence, Kansas. Um, so the song Crucifix was from the new EP with Doer. I don't really know what that means, but it's fun to say with Dewar. Uh, they got a really good sound to it. It reminds me of uh, old school MXPX uh, back when they were still Christians. Um, so I like him. Yeah. Way to go, boys. Keeping it strong down there in Lawrence, Kansas. You've got our support. Um, all right. I'm about ready for some hardcore, Bob. I can't believe we've gone this long without playing hardcore. Um, from Jacksonville, Florida, the gem of Duval County, this is Drug Animal by Drug Animal from the debut EP, Drug, Drug Animal. Animal. swamps of florida that was drug animal by drug animal i like that they're making our jobs easy i don't have to remember anything why are you tapping on something what is that oh i don't know i'm playing a song in my head yeah you're playing it in real life too i'm glad everybody got to enjoy that a moment inside bob's head it's a scary fucking place <laughs> um Good interview, Bob. I'm glad you could hold your shit together for uh, the interview. And that's some uh, 
that's some royalty there yeah you're not you're not fucking around you're just going straight for the, the big name bands i like it thank you yeah um i gotta say it's really fucking nerve-wracking but i'm i'm i think i'm getting uh less nervous with it i feel like i'm kind of getting the hang of it and uh yeah. i'm you did a great ex- job yeah thank you i appreciate it i'm getting more excited about it and i feel like I don't know. I've had so many opportunities to go and do bands and I'm so hesitant because I don't know. I'm fucking nervous to meet my heroes. And, uh, yeah. you know what? I, I'm, I'm feeling better and better. So I think I'm going to start doing them more often. I appreciate yeah. it. It was, it was such a fun interview. I mean, dude, those guys were, uh, it, it was really relaxing to be around them after a few minutes of just chatting with them. You know, they're yeah, just, they seem really cool. Yeah. They were just uh, super normal dudes. Um, and uh, I still got to find his wine. I have his website uh, yeah. saved. It's, uh, it hasn't been updated since October 2015, which is when the <laughs> website opened. Nice. And I cannot even pronounce it. It's Sforzando. Yeah, you guys uh, went off on a little bit of a wine tangent there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Uh, it was interesting. And I am going to go buy Graham's wine. Um, it's, it's S-F-O-R-Z-A-N-D-O wines. And I don't know where the fuck they sell it. I know he said it. Um, but uh, I'm going to go find it. There's also a, a number. Oh, there's a phone number on his website. I'm going to call him. There you go. What's the number for the listeners? <laughs> You got to go to the website and find out. Give me some minutes. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, excellent job, uh, Bob. That's two in a row. You are uh, officially en fuego. I'm going for three. I can't wait. I, I, and I, I like it that you just surprised me. Just out of nowhere, Bob will text me and say, hey, I just interviewed fucking... I don't know, somebody, lag wagon, just all casually or something. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, oh, by the way, I snagged an interview with Mad Caddy or something or whatever. It's uh, less pressure if I don't tell you. Oh, good. I'm glad you don't tell me. It's like, a surprise for me. Like, I give you a heads up, like, hey, maybe I'm going to get it, and then I won't text you for, like, two weeks, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, interview went well, and you're just like, what the fuck? Uh, what? So I think I've uh, I've got another one I'm going to do here And then soon. I send the emoji with the exploding head. Okay. <laughs> and, and the hearts for eyes. <laughs> yeah, the hearts for eyes is a good one. And the little wet squirts. Ew, don't say that. That's, that's what you send. <laughs> I don't know if I do. I think you might be talking out your ass. Uh, uh, all right. I will screenshot the text messages and we'll post it on uh, on our Instagram. I'm sure that people would appreciate that. We need to post more on the Instagram. I just don't know what we would post. Well, I've got some photos from uh, Surf City Blitz that we'll share. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, everybody. Look forward, uh, look forward to Dude, that. you're always at shows. Just fucking post your photos. Yeah, well, I mean... I post them to the dying scene page. I try and I post get the, them to the traffic too. there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Post them yeah. to both. I don't know. I'm just, I'm social media out. Fine. I've, I've reached my limit. Fine. You know um, what? I've reached try. my limit with you. Oh. I'm, I'm done. Oh, you're sassy. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up, we're not really quite sure. I'm going to try and make Bob do uh, the next episode here in Denver with me. It's probably going to be the not albums of the year it. episode. So look out for that. Everybody die. dust off your list. Get your picks ready. Write a few in in pencil just in case we change your mind. Um, don't be embarrassed. Listen to our album of the year episode first before you submit your picks. Even if it's after January, it's fine if you submit them late. Ask Bob submit them we should uh you know what that 
That'd be a good uh, little segment for the album of the year. Any listeners want to send in their picks, we can... Uh, yeah, or bands. Bands should p- send in their picks. Oh, that'd be good, too. We have, like, yeah. the bands send in their, like, top three albums of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should ask. You know, what, you know who you should ask is Rob. Ooh. Rob's, Rob's album of the year list has got to be awesome. Yeah. We can have him give us his uh, wiretap top top three yeah of the year for sure yeah i'd love to hear that um all right i think we're done we're done i don't think i have anything left to say except uh that i'm really stoked on our uh last band for the episode Uh, i like to think of them as the spanish motorhead if that's not overselling them too much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you got a punk crowd, so probably not. I might, I might, I might have oversold them a lot uh, with that reference, but they, they reminded me of Motorhead, and they're from Spain. Uh, more uh, accurately, Gijón, Spain. Gijón, Spain. I think I'm saying that right. I don't. Uh, uh, probably not. Uh, the band is TRT. That stands for Turt. The Rootless Tree. No, that stands and for Turt. No, it stands for The Rootless Tree, T-R-T. And the name of the track is Your Hits. Bob, keep your mouth shut and just spin the album. Until next time, comrades, stay safe. Chuka, 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 chuka.